Okay, so communion Sunday. Who took the center cup? I know John did because I talked to the uh, I talked to the guy that was serving him. <laughs> we served the bread. I leaned over to Larry because Larry was in glass, and John's gonna try and take the center cup. <laughs> I, I looked at it and they had an empty one in the center. Did they really? Mine. Yeah, they, they didn't have one that was not filled. They had an empty, just an empty <laughs> one sitting in the center. I felt like I, I was up front this morning and my focus needed to be somewhere else, and so I decided that it was not appropriate for me to take the center cup because that would not have been, that would not have kept my eye singled to the glory of God. So. I was traveling. Oh, are we ready? Are we ready to start? Yeah. Next yeah. Round? Greetings and salutations. This is our ZB cast. Uh, we're excited tonight to have a special guest who uh, will not only be uh, contributing, but will also be uh, talking to him about uh, his coming to the gospel. And so we're really excited to have Rich Roland here this evening. My name is Jeff, and also around our table we have David, Aaron, John. And so we're uh, going to talk a little bit about Rich and his coming to the gospel. And as if you listen to uh, some of our other podcasts, we've had Rich on as a guest to just kind of share some thoughts and ideas. And But tonight we're going to focus on just learning about his conversion. Um, Rich, I, I, I know a little bit of background knowledge. I know that um, one of my, one of our, we share a good friend who I think went to church with you out at Buckner back in the day, uh, Tom Mitchell. And from, from a little bit of what I know, I, I think it was, it was quite a process for you to come to your belief in the, uh, in the restored gospel. It wasn't something that just kind of happened overnight. You didn't have this uh, kabam experience, and one day you didn't, the next day you did. Could you share with us a little bit about just how you how you came first into contact with the church? Growing up, I never I never knew anybody who belonged to uh, the Aldous Church, or uh, I knew mo- one Mormon kid growing up, and so my my uh, basically my whole exposure to the Book of Mormon um, was once a year in history class when we would be talking about the westward expansion. Uh, of America, then uh, you know you'd you'd read and you'd hear about this uh, Joseph Smith and Brigham Young guys and and this strange book called the Book of Mormon and and so I grew up in a Baptist church and and uh, never really had any exposure when um, when I met my uh, my to be wife Paula and uh, we started dating um, she was the the first RLDS person I'd ever met and uh, so that was really my my first exposure to it and as we met and began to date and uh, we went to church with each other and. And uh, so that's kind of where it all began. Did you have anybody warn you off uh, when they found out you were dating a, a RLDS person? Actually, no. Um, uh, really, the the only negative thing uh, that that came was uh, was after we got married. So really? uh, so yeah. So they warned me too late. <laughs> <laughs> what was your religious background growing up? Uh, I was raised in a Baptist church. Uh, had a had a great experience uh, uh, growing up. Uh, you know, went to Sunday school and church for uh, basically my whole life, and and uh, attended church with a lot of really good people that uh, I know love God, and and I knew they uh, they loved me, and and tried uh, tried their best to keep me on a straight and narrow. And so uh, I had, had a tremendous upbringing. So were you always from from your childhood? Were you always active in a church? Yeah, yeah. From the from the beginning, yeah. and so when you first uh, when you first got to know Paula, uh, in the back of mind, were you thinking well, I need to get her to come and join my church? Was that I mean, did you think that that was going to be part of the path? Well, that that was kind of the uh, the you know, the competing agendas there. I think uh, she had her uh, idea that you know she was going to convert me, and I, I had my idea that I was going to convert her, and and that was a source of a big struggle you know, the first couple of years of our marriage. Um, 
I think uh, when I first start, I'll back up a little bit. When I first started thinking about marriage, um, I think I just kind of thought that, well, we can continue to go back and forth. And, and at that point, we were, you know, we'd go one week to, to my home congregation and the next week to hers. And I thought that'd just be okay. Um, and then when we got married, though, uh, things kind of changed. Uh, you know, you, you bring two lives together and you know the scriptures tell us that two become one in that marriage covenant and and for us that, that was really happening in in you know 99% of our lives we're really drawing together and and yet the 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 chasm between our religious beliefs was was just glaring even though it was maybe only 1% of our lives it was it, it was dominating everything and and so uh, we were really working hard against each other, and I know that, that probably our prayers, you know, were kind of canceling each other out because we were we were praying hard, you know, in, <laughs> in opposite directions here. I think. Was there any one or two things that that you really struggled with uh, the RLDS Church that you said, "No, I can't go with that. I cannot accept that," and then eventually came around and did. Yeah, well, I think that the, the biggest thing for me was that I'd, I'd had a marvelous experience with church, and I knew Jesus Christ, and, and you know, was a faithful believer in the New Testament. And so the, the biggest struggle for me was, was in saying, well, you know, what do you have that's better than I already have? And um, I, I kind of first ran into this phrase, the fullness of the gospel. And... Uh, and in the beginning, that, that kind of uh, offended me because I, I felt like I was pretty grounded in the gospel. And, and, and when I looked in the lives of the, of the people who were espousing this fullness of the gospel, I really didn't see any difference between the people I'd grown up with. And, and uh, in that, though, the, the Lord was really good to me. That, that, uh, it's when I really made a, a strong connection with, uh, with my brother Tom, and uh, yeah, so did, you, did you meet Tom? How did you meet Tom? Well, we uh, uh, Paula had actually known him a little bit in, in their growing up years, and uh, as we were attending, uh, kind of like I said, back and forth. And, and one of the Sundays that uh, we were at uh, at Buckner uh, RLDS Church, uh, Tom had begun attending down there, and uh, and he preached. And I thought, wow, he, that was that was pretty good. He's you know a very dynamic speaker, and and uh, and I thought he did a good job. And and so uh, I don't know. A week or so later, I, I'd mentioned to Paula that you know I, I enjoyed his sermon, and and uh, I think she saw that as a as an opportunity. <laughs> and so uh, a week or so later, she comes home and says, Hey, uh, you remember that guy that preached the other day that you liked so much? He's coming to dinner. <laughs> I thought, oh great! Now I'm going to have this, uh, you know, this uh, minister guy at my dinner table, and he's going to beat me over the head with the Book of Mormon or something. And and so, but but that was really kind of the beginning of a just a a, a wonderful relationship. He's he's been a real good man and and a, a real uh, a spiritual guide for me. And 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 that friendship, um, I, I saw in him. Um, you know the 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 spark. Uh, although I didn't know much about his faith, I knew that he was a man of God from the time that I met him, and so I think that's what really kept me connected and kind of kept me uh, asking questions and staying in tune. And, and as our friendship grew, then then basically every time we had a conversation, uh, no matter what we started talking about before the evening was over, we got around to the gospel and. Uh, and so he was real faithful and just a just a marvelous influence. And so, when when, when was the first time you started um, 
studying like the Book of Mormon? How'd that come about? Well, we'd come to a point in our lives, um, Paul and I, where, um, again, we could kind of see that, that our lives were coming together in so many marvelous ways, and yet we were so different in our, in our faith beliefs. And uh, um, so I knew I needed to know about this Book of Mormon. Is it true or is it not? And so I began to pray about that, and, uh, and I prayed for, for some time. You know, Lord, I just, I just need an answer. I need you to tell me if this book is right or not. If it, is it from you or not? And, and if you tell me it is, then I'll read it, and I'll, I'll do my very best to try to live it. Um, but I just need to know from you whether or not it's true. And so I was, I was praying like that one evening, and, um, and what I understand and what I believe to be his spirit uh, filled me, and basically what he told me was that you need to read the book. If you read the book, then, then you'll know whether it's true or not, and then you won't have to ask me. You'll just know. And, um, and so uh, based on that experience, the next morning, uh, by this time, uh, Paula's parents had gotten me a, a Book of Mormon that I had on the, had on the shelf and, and really hadn't gotten out before. Um, but based on that experience, I made a commitment. I, okay, this is what the Lord has told me to read it, and I'll know, so, so I'll read it. And uh, so that next morning, I, I started, uh, started reading, uh, I, Nephi, being of goodly parents. And uh, uh, from there, I, I spent uh, you know, a half hour every morning with my breakfast uh, reading. So what was your initial impression the first time you went through it? Well, I, I have to say that, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of things in this. I, I went into this kind of uh, uh, believing that it was, you know, God's instruction, but, but not really being too hip on the instruction I'd been given, right? I <laughs> was like, you know, Lord, I, I know you told me to read this, but I'd really rather you just told me yes or no. And, and that, that would, it would make it all easier, and, and, and that's one of the amazing things about uh, God, I think, in my life, is that, that if he had just told me yes or no, I, I probably wouldn't have uh, taken it as seriously. I probably wouldn't have embraced it as much. Um, he knew that what was best for me was to struggle through it, and, uh, and the experience, the journey, would be, a, would be a huge part of that. And now I forgot what your question was. Well, well was there any book that in the Book of Mormon oh, 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 that, that yeah. hooked you? Yeah, well, when I, when I was reading it, I made a commitment, and, and I first started reading, you know, First Nephi, and I, I really found it pretty dry and pretty boring. Um, but I said, you know, I've, I've made a commitment to the Lord. I'm going to do this. And so I kept reading and kept reading. And, and I don't know, somewhere in Nephi, probably uh, about uh, uh, Lehi's vision or, or Nephi's vision one, um, I began to, you know, every morning, it was, really, it was really a neat transition. Every morning as I would read, I'd find something that would uh, intrigue me and I could kind of chew on throughout the day and at the time the job that I was working was a pretty uh, uh, kind of a brain dead job uh, where I could just go and kind of put it on autopilot and uh, and and let my mind chew on what I'd read all day long and 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 in that then you know as I found more and more what what I would call little nuggets of gold there just became more and more of those, and and so I will, it it changed somewhere in there from being kind of a burden to get up and read to, to being really excited about uh, about getting up and reading. How much did you when you're going through this process? Um, how much were you sh- were you sharing with your wife 
about this? I mean, was there was there a part of you that kind of wanted to shield her from your growing excitement so you didn't get her hopes up? How uh, how was that interaction as you're going through this? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good description of it. I'm I'm just by nature a pretty private person, and uh, you know, of course, when she would ask me how it was going, I'd just say, "Well, yeah, I'm I'm plugging along. I'm doing okay." <laughs> um, and so so yeah, I just. Uh, uh, in the end, this had to be my journey, right? And and I couldn't. Um, uh, her beliefs were her beliefs. I couldn't just take her beliefs. They had to. This had to be my thing. And uh, and so I knew that, that I really wanted to try to kind of stay stay focused on on uh, make just making the journey myself. And At what point um, did you make the decision to be baptized? Well, I'd, I'd made it um, from Nephi, and I forget how long it took me to do this, but uh, I made it into uh, Alma 16. And I was reading along in there, and at, at that point we had a, uh, um, a priest from the congregation we were attending uh, call and ask if I'd like to have cottage meetings. And, um, and again, this is just one of the marvels of the timing of God. If he'd called a couple weeks earlier or a couple weeks later, uh, there's no telling what I would have said. But at that moment, I was, I was ready for it. And so I said, sure. And uh, they came over and, and we went through, um, went through the cottage meetings for, I don't know, eight or nine weeks. And um, by that time, I'd gotten into Alma 16. And there's a portion of scripture in there that talks about faith. What is faith? Is faith to, to believe and really know things? Uh, or is, you know, it says, I ask you, is that, is that really faith? And in essence, what it says is that, that um, um, it's not faith if, if God has to tell you everything. That uh, faith really comes from responding uh, to him. And, and as I read that scripture that morning, um, th- those words uh, really leapt off the page for me, and, and it was as if, uh, you know, even though the book was written long ago, it was as if those words were written specifically for me. And, uh, you know, by this time, I'd kind of, uh, I'd, I'd kind of come to terms with things, and I thought, uh, you know, I recognized the truth that was there, and yet I needed, I needed some added confirmation that this was really what God wanted me to do. And so when I read that that morning, that, that was it for me, I think. And so I went to work that day and, and again, didn't share anything with Paula. And uh, when I came home that night, we had a, a cottage meeting that night, the last one of the series. And when we finished the class, uh, again, I hadn't mentioned anything to anybody yet. And at the end of the class, one of the gentlemen who, who we were working with um, said, you know, I don't, I don't normally do this, but, but would you like to be baptized? And uh, I said, yes, I, I would. I'm ready. And, and of course, that floored Paula, and, and Tom was there as well. And, uh, but uh, but it, was, it was just a, just an amazing experience for me that um, how faithful God is to his promises. If you, if you open your heart and mind and really uh, experiment upon the word, like the Book of Mormon says, if you really do that, then, then he's really faithful in, uh, in responding in, in just the right way. That's the amazing thing for me is he, is he, he worked with me in just the right way. Uh, that works with me. Did you get much feedback from family and friends when you had decided to make that decision? Um, well, one of the tougher things I had to do after that then, uh, I knew 
uh, and kind of along the way, after Paul and I had gotten married, my mom and dad had uh, given me a few pamphlets that were, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, obviously anti-Mormon kind of things, and 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 I know they were they were just responding out of their love for me. And so uh, once I'd made that decision then to be baptized, and I knew I needed to tell them, and uh, I knew that wasn't going to be an easy an easy conversation to have. And so, uh, so I went to their house one one night by myself, and and uh, uh, anyway, we had that conversation, and and I know that it, they weren't uh, they weren't exactly excited about it, um, and they didn't really understand it. Um, but I think over the over the years, um, since uh, you know, pretty much the the what they understand and what they hear of the Book of Mormon is it comes from the the Mormon perspective and and uh, some of the unusual beliefs that they have and you know we've tried real hard to make sure that they understand that that's that's not us mm -hmm. that's not what we're what we're about and so I, I think over the years since I haven't taken on any more wives or anything <laughs> um, I, you are normal anywhere <laughs> <laughs> Paul is probably enough to <laughs> keep you <laughs> yeah uh, God bless them I don't know how they do it one is one is plenty <laughs> um, but uh, uh, um, but anyway, I think they're I think they're better now with it than they than they ever have been. So uh, fast forward a few years, you know, we start off kind of saying we throw around this term, the fullness of the gospel, and that kind of puts you off. But now, now that you have a, a different perspective and, and kind of remembering where you came from, what would you kind of look to to say, you know, these were the things that really jump out at me after going through this process as being part of that fullness that that uh, well. Well, that you discovered the fullness yeah yeah that's that's kind of the uh where the rubber meets the road now right the shoes on the other foot right and and now it's me saying i've found the the fullness of the gospel and and uh and and so the question i have to keep asking myself is is you know it does my life demonstrate that or not and uh and that's a question i have to keep asking myself but uh i think for, for me part of that fullness that i have found um, is is that Alma chapter 19, the, the plan of redemption uh, that Alma uh, communicates or, or, or teaches his son. And, and I think that that plan of redemption is explained there uh, better than, than anywhere else in Scripture I've ever found. It's so clear and so loving and so plain. And, and to me, when, when we talk about the fullness of the gospel, that's one of those, one of those elements there. How long, like, how long did it take after you made that decision and after you were baptized, how long did it take for you? Do you feel like you before you caught up to Paula? Does that that question make sense? To, so that you weren't. I mean, I don't know if you were ever in a stage where you're asking her lots of questions, or did you go outside of um, to the priesthood that you knew? I mean, where did where where do you feel like you kind of got? Because I know that in talking to a lot of converts, it sometimes just takes so much time. Because we've been hearing about the gospel since. I mean, I was raised in the church. So, I mean, so Sunday school, I remember I was six and seven, and my great-grandmother would go over the story of the church, and we'd build the little church out of the cornerstone and talk about it. I mean, so at what point do you feel like you were not just still catching up, if oh, that makes sense? and one quick thing. Speaking of Sunday school, at one time, Rich was my Sunday school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. It makes me feel old. And I'd like to make, I'd like to make a public apology 
uh, if I was ever honorary as a teenager to, to you and your wife. If? <laughs> we need to have a class on this journey. Well, I, it, was a public, it was a public offense, so I'm, I'm making a, a, a public, public admission of that. Now I forgot what your question was. My question was, um, when did you feel like you caught up? Oh, and you, and you weren't just still just trying to catch up to somebody who was raised in the church. Not mm -hmm. that, I mean, not to say that people who are raised in the church know it all or anything else, because obviously uh, we don't. Uh, but where, when do you feel like you got to the point where you weren't just trying to get some of those building block things and some of those basics, just so you ha have that basic understanding? Yeah. With Paul, I, I think, um, you, know, you know, there's a, there's a real uh, there's a real tendency, I think, for people to grow up in, in whatever faith, and, and, they, and they learn the phrases, they learn the key words, and they learn to say them, but, but I think a lot of times they fail to really understand what they mean. And, uh, and so I think Paula kind of fell into that, uh, that category. She, she, was, uh, she was very passionate about those beliefs. Uh, but couldn't really explain them or really didn't understand them, I think. And so oftentimes when uh, early on in our marriage when I'd have questions and we'd begin to talk about things, she'd say, oh, oh, she'd get frustrated and say, oh, just, just talk to my dad. <laughs> I said, well, I'm not, I'm not married to your dad. I don't, you know, your mom and dad have their relationship, and, and, and as long as they're on the same path together, that's a beautiful thing. But if you and I are ever going to you know, really become one spiritually, then, then we have to understand where each other's coming from. And, and so I think that that, that, uh, that element of our relationship was really healthy for both of us because, um, because it forced us to really dig deep and understand what, you know, more than just the words, what we really, what we really were about. And so, uh, I don't know, it was probably a couple of years before we kind of both really got on the same page completely. And so, how f how many years have you been married before you got baptized? Was it um, six years? Wow, six years, I believe. Yeah. About what time frame was all this occurring? Uh, well, we got married in 1985, and uh, I was uh, baptized in '90. Uh, so. so that was kind of just as the restoration was separating from the LDS Church. Was that a hindrance for you at all? Yeah, that was a good time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 1984 yeah. was it? <laughs> yeah, that was that, and that that certainly didn't help. And and again, we talk about the fullness of the gospel. Um, uh, I don't care which side of the uh, of the war you were on. There were there were things done and said that were just not becoming of of a people who have the fullness of the gospel. And so. Um, you know, when you see that, it's it it, it was a, a real struggle, uh, and and certainly a real hindrance. And and the thing was that, you know, her, her family were very firm in the faith, and they knew uh, very much which side of the war they were on. And the expectation at times I felt like was that you know I should just pick up and and uh, pick up my rock and and start throwing with them. And and uh, and I didn't even know what the war was about. And you know they wanted me to choose sides on it. And, and so that was a that was a real difficult time. Anything anything you'd like to any, anything that we haven't really discussed that might be good for you to share about your journey? The world is listening, or <laughs> at least people around the world in very distinct <laughs> spots. <laughs> yeah. are I think there's three of them, <laughs> but we are really spread out. <laughs> well, I think uh, for me again, just. Um, it, it, it is really all about the journey, and and if you if you stay dedicated to it, and and really open your heart and mind to it, I think the Lord is is just wonderful in his in his in his faithful response um, to to someone who is really searching, and uh, and so that's my that's my testimony that's been proved out in my life time after time after time, 
is that um, when I really want to know something, um, the truthfulness of something, and I'm, and I'm willing to, to put my entire self into it, um, then, then he's responded in, in a way that's marvelous. One thing that I've, I really enjoyed about your testimony, your conversion, is the process. So many people, it is just like a flashbang experience and they were converted. And uh, my relationship with God has never been like that. And that's what the thing that just resonates so much with me is that long haul relationship that God has with us where he, he sees us where we are and he, talks, he deals with us every day. And it's not just a, it's not just a flash in the pan. That's, and I really uh, appreciated that. Yeah, and, and maybe it's just I'm hard-headed. I, I don't know. <laughs> but he was certainly um, faithful. So. I think that I think part of that is just it goes to the idea that um, a lot of times it's if you're going to make a life-changing decision, it for most people it's not something you're going to make just haphazardly. It's going to take a, it's it's a process to get to that point where you're ready to make a decision for most people. And so it's I mean it's a real tribute to um, your wife and your wife's friends, whoever else contributed to your to that experience for you that they I mean they they didn't try to be overly pushy it didn't sound like I mean, but they were just always willing to to share and be a friend and not just try to pound you with the gospel but rather um, express it in love well and I think we ought to make a distinction about the gospel versus the fullness of the gospel because you know one of your observations early on was that the people in the RLS church weren't necessarily that different from the people you grew up with that God was working in the lives of, of your Baptist friends similarly as he was working in the lives of the RLDS people. Uh, and certainly the gospel is recorded in the New Testament. What we have is just fuller, it's richer. Uh, so that was, an interest, uh, that was an interesting perspective as well. Okay. Well, I think I, I can speak for all of us. We, we really appreciate you coming in and sharing your testimony with us and with everybody. Thank you very much. Again, it's just been great to be here in the Batcave. We appreciate you coming. Hopefully, hopefully, can bring you back for another uh, for another ZB cast in the future. Until we are together at last in Zion, let us remain Zion bound.